Weather. Flex and Frooms. Flex and Frooms. This is the Flex and Frooms Catch-Up Podcast. It is Flex and Frooms on Kata. We must discuss. I think we might be overdue for this discussion anyway. Why do Australians hate successful people? Yikes. And you might feel a little bit taken aback by that statement. I'll say it one more time so it really hits. Why do Australians hate successful people? You might say, no, we don't. We love successful people. Then what is tall poppy syndrome, please? I didn't make that up. Frooms, did you make that up? No, but I've definitely all across it. Heard of it one too many times. It factors into one too many conversations. For those of you who aren't aware what tall poppy syndrome is, it's a social phenomenon in Australia specifically to describe someone who stands out from the crowd due to their success. Tall poppy syndrome, however... Is involves when we attack, scrutinize, discredit, or criticize, or generally dislike someone in the public eye who is experiencing any level of success above our own. And in other words, to participate in tall poppy syndrome is to cut down the tall poppy, the person who is standing out from the crowd. Now, if you look at a field of poppy flowers, a tall poppy, you know, so if you look at a field of poppy flowers, they're usually growing to like the same height. And so they look beautiful and red and everything's uniform. And every now and then there'll be a couple of poppies that are higher than the rest. And so you have to cut them down so they don't ruin the landscape. That's where that comes from. Cool. Now, cool. <laughs> we love when things make sense. Now, you might be the victim of tall poppy syndrome. I feel like a lot of people don't really know if they're being sensitive. What do they call it? Sensitive snowflake. Or if you actually are experiencing an exceptional level of critique or um, disrepute for just being good at something, right? So if you're not sure if you've experienced it, um, I'm going to reference this article from Refinery29 by Vanna O'Brien, unpacking everything about tall, tall poppy syndrome. But part of the characteristics of a victim of this syndrome is um hesitating to hesitating to or feeling embarrassed in sharing your success for example the news of a promotion at work with your colleagues or a pay rise or telling a friend you know who isn't the same um level of success you are about what you're doing feeling ashamed to promote your achievements achievements online feeling the need to downplay your skills or hide them away socially monitoring yourself out of fear of being perceived as arrogant now i didn't think i had tall poppy syndrome i said not me Mm-mm-mm. Not me. I don't have that. However, up until very recently, I was having a conversation with Frooms a couple of weeks ago, and I said I don't like to use my Instagram as a promotional channel as much as I should because it feels embarrassing to say, "Hey, everyone! Reminder: I'm a best-selling author. Reminder: I wrote a really amazing book. Reminder: I have an amazing business." It just doesn't feel appropriate. That's the word that kept coming up. Oh, like it just feels a bit weird considering the state of the world. La la la. But the Instagram is my place of business. Mm. Would I go into a butcher? And if the butcher's like, oh, it feels weird to talk about what meats we have on sale right now, <laughs> considering the state of the world. No, tell me what you have going on so I can know whether or not to participate, whatever, whatever, whatever. Now, coming up after the break, I want to discuss... Podcast. No, sorry. Coming up on the podcast, I want to discuss on the adverse how to stop being a perpetrator of tall poppy syndrome. This is one of those things where you'd be like, no, not me. I would never cut somebody down. I want us all to win. Wrong. Uh. You've definitely done it before. And what better time than the present to really catch us, catch ourselves up on being 
you know, people who sometimes do bad things. Uh, So still referencing that Refinery29 article, you might be the perpetrator of tall poppy syndrome if you find yourself being jealous of a friend after they announce a milestone. You go out of your way to ignore a colleague who has earned a promotion or a pay increase. You frequently gossip about how unimpressed you are with a certain celebrity or someone with newfound fame. You exclude someone socially who you don't want to be compared to. You feel inadequate when you hear about someone's success. The question I posed is why... Do Australians hate successful people? I have some ideas. Yes. Okay. When it comes to the media industry in Australia, I believe that, like, unlike America and the UK, there are less opportunities. Right. Like, I think that is an actual fact. So, therefore, I think the tall poppy thing, because we are a small, we have, like, small dog syndrome. We're like Chihuahua Nation where we're like, well, don't get too big. You're still from Australia and our whole culture is like down. Like it's built into our DNA in white Australia is to be like, um, oh, nah, nah, like, oh, yeah, nah. Like even that phrase, yeah, nah, Mm. is just so like downplay, downplay, downplay. Contradictions. Contradictions, absolutely. So I also think there's like this, I'm sure this is the same in a lot of countries, but this like, needing to um, all be uniform mm. and, like, to not speak out, not be not be annoying, like, just go with the status quo, be chill. I feel like we're a very, like, let's be chill nation. And I think we also find pride. Like, I've heard all the time through my, uh, my whole life being, like, Americans, like, motorboat, not motorboat, Americans, that, like, that's showboat. That's right, though. Oh, showboat. Showboat, like, they're – always want to talk about their, their success. It's sickening. We find it sickening. But then, um, yeah, I also think that it happens to more women than men um, because I also see it in my own experience. Well, that's because I'm being more threatened by women because there's less opportunities for us as well. Does that make sense? It makes sense. So I, I – Completely, it completely makes sense why this is a thing in Australia and I have seen it in myself and something that I've had to work on is when I feel jealous of someone, my instinct is to want to talk to someone about it to try and think, oh, but you you think they're annoying too, right? Or Mm. you think this or you think that. And being on the receiving end of like working in the media, it's – and worrying that like – it's hard to know. Is is someone – being tall poppy if I'm being criticised or am I actually being X, Y, Z? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. makes heaps of sense. How do you think tall poppy syndrome manifests like not in a work context? Yes. Um, or like socially? Yeah. Probably like saying and someone's – And why does it happen socially? Because I think socially is the same as work in terms of wanting to like see where you are on the pecking order. Mm. That's actually what work is about as well, I think, is this pecking order situation. So you want to think, oh, well, they're um, – I think – I remember like – it's like if someone um, is not naturally blonde, you want to say, oh, no, like they're not naturally blonde. Oh, they're only hot because they've got fake natural blonde hair. Does that make sense? This one's a bit too rare for me. I don't really know this <laughs> culture. <laughs> you have yeah, we've, we've spoken about it before, like the blonde hair thing, we've, where people want to say. We've spoken about like blonde supremacy, blonde hierarchies, but I, I was when I spoke about it because I was, I was seeing it for the first time. I was like, oh, this is, a, it's not a joke. It's a real thing 
between blondes and brunettes and redheads and where they sit in the hierarchy and what it means for them. But in the sense, I don't know, this tall poppy thing, it feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy because the same people who would say it's an issue, I'm sure are key perpetuators of it as well. The weird thing, and I get what you were saying, this idea of like there's only space for a few, there's only space for a few, there's only space for a few. And I think the reason why, and because we've had conversations about professional jealousy as well, and I think the reason why I don't feel as jealous because I don't feel like I should be here anyway, I don't feel like I'm in competition with a lot of people because Australian media is so white. So I feel like if I'm in these spaces, I'm not compared in a lot of ways. So I don't feel like the next person is coming to get what's mine because there is no next person. And so that's why in in the past I've had peers be like, oh my God, you're so free with your information. Like you're not afraid to say like what you get paid and what you're doing here and what you're doing here. And I'm like, yeah, because you're not going to come and steal my job by virtue of me feeling really unique to be in this particular position. I think that if I was, yeah, I don't, it feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It feels like a double-edged sword and it feels like a trap that people want you to fall into, like imposter syndrome. Yes. They want you to feel like you don't belong here. They want you to doubt yourself. They want you to feel like something's incorrect. So you'll take yourself out of the race. Do you know what I'm saying? Major, yeah, because you do worry about, yeah, if you're if you're worried about it, it's harder to make decisions, and you do you is this feeling of like, oh, well, I don't want to be, I don't want to be targeted, so I'm just not even. And nobody try. can validate if it's real or not real. If you went to a group of people and said, "Am I the victim of tall poppy syndrome?" It'd be like the invisible monster, You're just being paranoid. There's no real monster here. You just don't feel inadequate. Therefore, take yourself out of the game. You don't feel like you fit in this conversation, then take yourself out. You don't feel like you fit in the friend group. Then remove the yourself. There, babes. You know what I mean? It feels like this really insidious way for people to self-adjust, for you to put yourself on the hierarchy a few rungs lower to create space for those who recognise the game that's being played. So it's like self-destructive, do you mean? or it's? I think it's like any system that was built to be self-regulating, ah. like capitalism, like racism, like sexism. It's not often someone doing it to you. It's you keeping yourself in that position as well. Not that racism is something you do to yourself, but in the sense of like, I get really frustrated. Like, for example, I don't like talking about oppressive narratives about blackness, especially online or in spaces where anyone can take that narrative because it reaffirms a narrative that I don't want out there. You know, like people were like, you never talk about your failures. Exactly. <clears throat> facts, 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 Exactly. Because what's that doing for me, you know? So I, I think the thing about self-poppy, syn- self-poppy? tall poppy syndrome that it makes you choose where you fit on the ladder. Oh. And it's always going to be lower than you think it's going to be for fear of getting higher okay. and someone taking you off. Now it's making sense. Now it's making sense. You know? I never thought of it like, like that. You are the monster you're afraid of. Oh. No, you are the person with the shears. <laughs> yeah. Keeping everybody in line. <laughs> wow. You've been listening to the Flex and Froom's daily podcast. For more, tune in to Cater on DAB or stream it on iHeartRadio.